everyone. You're listening to the Career Quest podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into a variety of different careers and give you an inside scoop as we chat with professionals regarding their careers. You'll learn about collegiate experiences of different professions, day in the life of occupations, pros and cons of careers, get great advice from role models, and more. My name is Alia. And my name is Asta. And we will be your hosts through this career quest. Our second stop on this career quest is with an app entrepreneur. In 2014, she was rear-ended by a driver who was texting and driving. This left her with the fear of driving, but she was determined to make a change. Today, she has created an innovative app called Just Drive with over 1,500 downloads. Beyond the number of downloads, she has created an app with little experience that with time will significantly reduce this issue of texting and driving. Be sure to check out her Instagram at Neha Hussein, her LinkedIn at www.linkedin.com slash in slash Neha Hussein, and her Just Drive Instagram at justdrive.app and also her website justdrive.app. All of her links will be in the show notes. Now, without further ado, Neha Hussain, we are so honored to have you on the Career Quest podcast today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have such an innovative person such as yourself today. Yes, definitely. And so before we start, we want to do some icebreaker questions where we ask you a few questions to get to know you better. Here we go. What is a quote that you live by? Sure thing. Yeah, a quote that I really ha- like resonate with and have tried to model my life after is by Sean Covey, and it's, our habits will either make or break us. We become what we repeatedly do. And I think that that's really... Uh, admirable to think about how we make these changes in our lives and we do small things that will inherently shape who we are. And some things we don't notice, like brushing our teeth means we have good dental hygiene, but there are other things that we can do to really shape us into the humans that we want to be. That's such an inspiring quote. Next, what is the best piece of advice you have been given? The best piece of advice I've been given is probably that there's no such thing as time management. Um, That sounds really counterintuitive, but if you think about it, uh, 60 seconds when you're with your best friend will fly by, but 60 seconds when you're in a class that you absolutely hate, for me, that was physics, it, it feels like eternity. So you cannot manage those 60 seconds. The only thing you can do is make the most out of them and, and dedicate yourself to making sure that you're following your schedule or whatever you want it to, whatever that looks like for you. Um, But realizing that we as humans cannot manage time, we can only do what we can in our power. That's probably some really life-changing advice that I got. Yes, that is definitely very true. So moving on to the last question, what are three things on your bucket list that you hope to one day accomplish? I would love to open a vegan bakery. That's something that I'm really interested in. I want it to like double as a co-working space and coffee shop. Um, I don't know how realistic it is, but I would love, love, love to open one maybe like in the mountains or something. 
I'd also love to skydive. It sounds absolutely terrifying and that's like very common to be on a bucket list. But I think there's something to say of jumping out of a plane. Like I think you should do it one time. Why? I don't know, but I guess it's like something that people do. And then I'd also love to learn like a tonal language. Um, I think they're absolutely amazing and, and so I guess like complex to me because I don't know it, but um, I think it'd be really awesome to understand how tonal languages operate and uh, maybe learn more. Those are awesome bucket list goals to have. And as far as your vegan bakery goes, let us know when that opens because we would love to come and taste some of your delicious sweets. For sure. I definitely need some like test test eaters. So I will let y'all know. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Neha. Now let's get into learning more about your career. Starting off with your majors, can you please give us a brief overview of your two majors in marketing and human rights and what they entail? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated in 2019 from Southern Methodist University. Um, I actually went to SMU for a human rights degree. It's actually the only one in the South. It's the only school in the South to have a human rights degree. And I actually didn't know that it even existed until I visited um, because of two of my mentors, Sohal and Sana Hamrani. They they both graduated from SMU and they really encouraged me to check it out. And um, Sana actually told me about the human rights program and I instantly was like, okay, sign me up. How do I get involved? Where, where do I go? Um, and, and it truly was a game changer for me. I thought I was going to end up in the nonprofit sector and really working within that space. Um, but it turns out like human rights is embedded in every single aspect of every single industry. So I feel like it's a multifaceted degree and it's also an interdisciplinary degree, which is phenomenal, which means I could pair it with something like marketing, um, and really grow, uh, with my skill set there. So I knew that I was going to major in business no matter which school I went to. And marketing just seemed to be the best fit because I found the most interest in there. And I was also really bad at accounting. So I decided to pair that with my human rights degree. And I also minored in sociology with a nonprofit emphasis in advertising. And I feel like it really beautifully blended all of my passions with human rights and climate change, environmental sustainability, distracted driving, things like that, with uh, like a concrete hard skill like marketing. Um, And marketing is really important, not just for businesses and brands, but for yourself. And when people become entrepreneurs, they need to know how to market themselves as founders. And um, I think that it just, it couples everything in a way that I don't feel tied down to one industry, but I feel like I have um, a great skill set that I I got from SMU and and I will forever be grateful for that. Absolutely. Branding yourself is so important. And speaking of which, we'll put Neha's TEDx speech below. It's a great, great TEDx talk to watch. I was able to actually be there live when she was doing it. And it's such an important skill to learn about. Yes, we definitely recommend watching it. So going on to the next question, how do you believe both of your majors in marketing and human rights played a role in the development and expansion of Just Drive? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I did not know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I really thought, like I said, I was going to end up in the nonprofit sector doing marketing for a nonprofit or working in the development sector. Um, And that quickly changed when I realized how much power a single individual has to make change. Um, And that's something that I learned through my human rights degree. It's, you know, collective, like collective change is definitely possible. And, and much harder actually, but individual change is, is, is something that I can control. And there's a lot of things in life that I can't control. Um, and once I thought of the idea for just drive, I think my degrees really coupled that, um, 
that, that path that I wanted to take. So with human rights, it was embedded in every step that I took. Um, I wanted to make sure that people's right to life with safety was ensured um, in the app at the forefront, which was basically the, the whole mission of the app was to prevent distracted driving accidents. And uh, the marketing degree really came into play because I did not know how to start a business. I did not know how to scale a business. I didn't know the first thing about anything. So I think both of those degrees really helped me understand a, the basics of business and how to operate. Um, but the human rights degree really helped me make sure that my mission, I stay true to my mission and that my company was embedded in that mission from the very first meeting to where we are now. That's awesome. So in regards to the completion of your majors, you attended the Southern Methodist University, as you mentioned. So how was the application process for you there? So SMU was actually not on my radar. So I did end up applying early action, but so it was, it was actually the first school I sent in my application for, and I wish I knew I would have went there and I wouldn't have done the other 17 applications that I submitted. But uh, the application process is pretty straightforward. You can either apply directly on SMU's website or you can do it with the Texas app. I'm not sure if that's the same. I feel like it's been forever since I actually applied. But um, they ask you why SMU? And I think that that question is really important. There's so many great reasons why people want to go to SMU um, because it's in the heart of Dallas, because it has a great business program, engineering program. It's the only school with the human rights program. But I think that at the end of the day, there are there are some downsides to SMU, right? It's a predominantly white institution. It uh, really has some issues with diversity and, um, and things like that. But I think when you look into SMU's education and the professors there, it really makes it worth it. Um, and I kind of highlighted that in my application. Uh, because there is a lack of diversity, I was really nervous to attend it. But it actually worked out uh, beautifully. And I, and I couldn't imagine going anywhere else. There are just so many opportunities there, um, studying abroad, starting a business. They really encourage research. And so I think all of those opportunities uh, really, really changed my mind about SMU because I, I initially did not see myself there. Um, so in the application, I think it's important to mention that. It's important to mention that, you know, you recognize where SMU has its shortcomings, but you like recognize its, its value and that's why you want to attend it. And that's what was the case for me. That's great advice. Thank you. Yes. And what you said about SMU is very true. And they do have some very amazing educational opportunities. So how do you believe SMU prepared you for your future as an app entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I was really lucky to be uh, able to be in the business school and, and learn from the amazing professors there. Uh, but I don't think anyone is quite prepared to start a business, right? You kind of just do it um, and learn as you go, which definitely was the case for me. Um, I definitely feel privileged to have some sort of business background um, so that I can at least know the lingo a little bit. But uh, I really think that it was just like you start off as like a little snowflake and you just keep barreling down until you're actually a snowball. Uh, I don't even know if that metaphor made sense, but I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> but basically you, you just learn as you go. And the great thing about entrepreneurship is that so many people started where you started. And so they are so willing to bend over backwards to uh, help you out and answer questions and things like that. And I definitely found that to the case um, at SMU. People who had started businesses but were alums or um, were starting businesses alongside me, maybe in, in the grad graduate program or uh, undergrads like me, uh, we were all just kind of in it together. And they also created an incubator space while I was in school. So 
once I got access to that, it was really helpful because there were actual entrepreneurs working out of that space. And I could just listen to them and, and what they were doing and how they overcame struggle. Um, and that was really helpful too. So that incubator space was definitely a, a, a great resource for me as someone who was just now starting in the entrepreneurial world. Your metaphor was really, really true. And it was a great one at that. So going off of that, can you please talk about the process you went through to create your app? So in other words, when did you decide to do something about this issue of texting and driving? And what was the process following this to get your app out onto the market? Yeah, for sure. So like you mentioned, I was rear-ended by someone that was texting and driving a few years ago. And that anxiety that I received after that accident um, really stayed with me in, in different areas of my life. It wasn't just driving. It was also, um, no pun intended with the just drive there, but um, it was also like public speaking or just, you know, existing. Like it, it was just like a lot of anxiety. And I kept doing research about distracted driving because I, I, I knew that I couldn't be the only one that was feeling the way that I was feeling. And I found out that 400,000 accidents occur every year in the United States um, because of distracted driving and, and, and about 5,000 deaths. And, and those are scary numbers. Um, and that's kind of when I realized that I wanted to do something about it because it's such a preventable issue, right? Like no one is born knowing that they're going to get into a distracted driving accident, right? It's not hereditary. So I knew that if it was preventable, that I could find a way to prevent it. Um, and what really got the, got the ball rolling was, um, a class that I took in South Africa, actually. So I was studying abroad, but um, the class was about ethics and human rights. And the final project for that class was to come up with an idea or an organization or something that I could implement at SMU once I got back um, to school or to campus. And I really decided that I was going to take it a one step further and make it a national thing that I wanted to do. Um, so I basically did that entire research paper and was ready to go as soon as I got back to campus. And once I got to campus, I entered into my first pitch competition. And when I was there, I did not tell a single person, didn't tell my family, didn't tell anyone because I didn't know if it was a good idea, right? I was just like, I really like this idea. And this pitch competition will help me validate whether or not other people think it's a good idea. And luckily, I don't know how, I, I can barely remember. It. I feel like I've blacked it out, but um, I did win the $1,000 grant money that they provided at that pitch competition. And I, I just kept going from there. I entered into a few other pitch competitions. Um, and that is how I've entirely funded the app so far. So I've been really lucky to have been able to participate and, and receive money from these competitions because otherwise I don't know how I would have been able to fund the app. So, um, that's kind of my, my progress in terms of like the monetary side, uh, in terms of app development, I really didn't know what I was doing. The first thing I did was Google, like how to build an app enter on Google. So, uh, I really was starting from scratch and I, uh, just kept going from there. It was a lot of Googling, a lot of research. I didn't have any coding experience. So, I would see like these flyers on LinkedIn for like, oh, take an intro coding class. And then the next one is $300. And so I would just take a ton of like these intro to coding classes. I feel like I, all I learned was how to type hello world in different languages. Um, but I think that it was just helpful to know a little bit more about the tech side of the app that I was trying to build. And I think it was important for me to be able to like speak a little bit of the language with the developers that I was working with. Um, but it's been a lot of trial and error, error, mostly error, but we are slowly getting to where we should be. 
Yes, that's amazing. And like you said before, um, this problem of texting and driving is such a big issue. But hopefully with innovative and long-term sustainable solutions like your app, this problem can be solved. And then also speaking of the process of your app, how would you say you prepared for the pitch competitions? Because Ali and I have done a pitch competition before and it it's you know very scary to put your idea out there and you're not sure like how people are going to think of it and how they're going to take it. So what is your advice for people who are also doing pitch competitions like you did? And also congratulations on participating and winning as well. Thank you. Yeah, they are definitely super scary um, you know, the, like the biggest fear in the United States is public speaking, and that is not uncommon. Um, but it, it is, it's really scary to put yourself out there. But I think that the best advice that I could give is that you are the expert in what you are talking about, right? Like it's your idea, it's your baby. No one else knows what you're talking about. You can literally say anything up there and they have to believe you because it's yours. So once I realized that I was the expert on Just Drive and no one else knew more than I did about that topic, uh, that it was, re- it was really game changing for me because I was able to go up there confidently and know that this idea was mine and that I, I knew what I was talking about, right? Like I, I did the research, I, um, started what I started and, and at the end of the day, even if I didn't win the pitch competition, it was still valuable for me to share my idea and to share, um, and bring awareness to the issue of distracted driving, because ultimately that's the goal, right? It, it's not to provide these discounts to people, but it's to get their their mind to think about distracted driving when they get in the car, um, because oftentimes that is not on the forefront of people's minds. So even um, when when you're at a pitch competition, maybe make your goal not to, you know, win. Like that that's that's obviously the the, the ideal situation. But even if you don't win, like what did you get out of that? And if you go into every pitch competition realizing that there's more to get out of that than just the prize, um, then then they make the pitch competitions easier. They make them more, um, you know, tangible in terms of like benefit and like you, you become, you become less stressed at each one. And and I think that's, what's really helped me along the way. Thank you for that great advice. So like you said before, you can never really be prepared to start your own business because there are so many factors that go into it and so many things that come along the way. So what were some challenges that you faced while developing your app? For sure. Um, I always tell this funny story when people ask me about challenges and it's mostly because I I literally had no idea what I was doing. Um, And after I typed in, you know, how to build an app enter, I saw that I needed to build a wireframe. And so the first thing I did was reach out to my techie friends and I was like, Hey, does anybody know how to a build a wireframe, but also how, who I can, who I can, you know, hire to help me build this wireframe because I don't know how to do it. Uh, knowing now I should probably just type in how to build a wireframe enter, but I was connected with, um, you know, a, a friend of a friend of a friend who was, who was a developer and he basically screwed me over. He was like, Oh yeah, I can do this for you. It's, it's about $950 and, um, yeah, I can get it to you in about a couple months. And so I was, I was really tight on time, but also I was very excited that, uh, that this person was going to build my wireframe and help me bring my, my idea to life. And, at the end of it, he basically sent me like a PowerPoint presentation made maybe in like 15 minutes with very little content on there. And I, and I was just like, I don't think this is a wireframe based off of my little understanding. Um, and, and I, I basically lost $950, but I bought $50 gift cards with that remainder prize money. And now I like to tell people that I bought a thousand dollar gift card. I mean, not gift card, a business card. 
And um, that was, that's, that's just now I, I have one of these business cards left and that I, I just frame as my first reminder of, I need to do more Googling before I hire someone. But it, it's a lot of struggle. It's a lot of learning, failing. Um, and like the, the common phrase is like fail fast. Uh, and, and that's true. Like once I failed, I could have easily have just been like, okay, that was hard. And I got, and I got screwed. Let me just give up. And, um, I realized that I was, it's now funny to me when I think about that. Um, but I realized that I needed to do a lot more research and I needed to hire someone that had some referrals or whatever it looked like. I, I, I grew a lot from that first failure and it made failing after that a lot easier. So when you fail quickly, you're able to continue failing and not realize that it's, and realize that it's not a deal breaker and it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, but, but along the way, I've just, I've, I've failed a lot and like our, my app crashed for a little bit. And so that was really scary. And I didn't know how I was going to come back from that because nothing was, was fixing those bugs that were causing it to crash. But eventually, you know, we figured it out and we were able to, you know, be back on the market, but that led to some really nasty app reviews um, on the app store. And so it's just kind of understanding that failure will happen and failure is inevitable, but it's how you respond and react to that failure that really uh, showcases you as an entrepreneur. That's a great advice. And yes, you definitely have challenges along the way, but as you said, it's very important to continue despite that and really get up from that. Um, so what do you hope to accomplish in the future with Just Drive? Yeah, that's a great question. I hope that Just Drive expands beyond what it is now. Obviously, scaling is very important. Um, right now, we are being hyper-local in our approach. So we're, we're focusing in, in Dallas and saturating it completely before scaling. Um, but I also want it to be an educational tool and platform for um, student, high school students and college students to understand the dangers of distracted driving, but also like making undistracted driving cool again, right? Like it, it, it's not cool to, you know, use Snapchat while you drive and it's not cool to, um, you know, send a text or, or take a picture or whatever it looks like. It's, it, it's really, it's really jeopardizing other people's lives. And when we realize that other people's lives are worth just as much as our own, um, I hope that distracted driving will no longer be an issue. Um, but that comes with education, right? And, um, I think that we're kind of missing that component nowadays, um, in our like distracted driving like seminars or whatever the assemblies that we have. Like, I feel like it's just a lot of lecturing and it's not a lot of positivity. Um, and I think that, that there are positives in recognizing other people's lives, um, that it's a great thing and it brings humankind closer together. So I hope that education is at the forefront of just drive in the future, as well as bringing on some really cool rewards and sponsors for our users and our drivers. That's amazing. And I hope that you can definitely accomplish those goals in the future. And so how you established your own business with limited experience is so inspiring and shows how determined you were. So what are some tips you can give to future app entrepreneurs? Absolutely. Um, I think, and thank you for your kind words, but I think that the, the advice I would give is that it's okay if you don't know what you're doing and it's okay if you don't know where to start. I think starting is the most difficult thing to do. Um, there's a, starting troubles is a real thing. And um, I, I think another piece of advice that I got early on was if you're not ashamed of the first thing that you put out there, you waited too long. So when I look at the first version of the app that I launched, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe anyone downloaded this. Like I wish I could erase this from my mind. Um, and, and that just means that I was able to, to put it out there and, and not hold back. Um, even though like 
I think I'd still waited too long. Um, I think that that's the, that's a piece of advice that I would give to any entrepreneur or any person that is thinking about starting a business or creating an app is, is just put yourself out there. Like you're not going to, you're not going to have a perfect product. You're not going to have a perfect app the very first time around. And that is okay. Um, that just means that you are closer to having that perfect product. Um, because it's, it's out there, right? You're not going to get feedback unless you put it out there. You're not going to understand where the problem is unless you put it out there, but you have to put it out there in order to make any sort of change. Um, so I would, I would say if you're thinking about it, just take a plunge and do it. I know it's scary, but uh, it's definitely worth it. And um, you're going to fail and that's inevitable, but it's it's coming back from the failure that's going to determine you. Thank you for sharing, Neha. So wrapping it up, what extracurricular activities and opportunities would you recommend for those interested in app entrepreneurship that you either did yourself or you wish you had done? Yeah. Um, so it really depends on where you are in life. If you're a high schooler, I would recommend um, joining whatever club is available to you uh, in high school, whether that's like, I think we had like some tech, I don't, I actually don't even remember what it's called. It was like tech for good or tech something. Um, and I would recommend joining those clubs, um, but also just getting involved with startups in your area. Um, that's definitely really helpful. So if you know someone that um, has created an app I would ask them for an informational interview or ask if they have an internship available, but really get your foot in the door so that you can go into whatever idea that you have with a better understanding of what your first step or your third step or your fifth step should look like. Um, I think that that's something that I wish I would have done. But then again, like, you know, sometimes ideas stri strikes and, and you, you realize that you want to start going now and, and that's okay too. Um, if you're in college, I would recommend or going into college, I would recommend looking into what resources your school provides for um, entrepreneurs or ideas. So we have a big ideas program that helps fund student ideas. Um, our business school also has business plan competitions. So really just look into the resources of your university. And if you're still trying to decide what university you are interested in, make that like on, on your list of priorities is looking into how they support student ideas. Um, and sometimes you have to be creative with it. There are lots of research grants available that can help you um, get a better understanding of your problem and your solution that you're trying to solve. Um, and, and you can use those research grants to help further your idea um, in, in that way too, because research is just as important um, in understanding your solution and your problem. Um, but I would say that just research, 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 Google is your friend, um, and people are your friends. So go on LinkedIn. If someone is really inspiring to you, reach out to them. Um, I definitely love getting LinkedIn requests from students and, um, I'm always happy to help whoever has an idea or, or is interested in entrepreneurship, um, because I know people help me along the way too. So reach out to people. Don't be afraid. People are not scary. I mean, yes, they are. People are very scary, but the worst thing that can happen is that they say no, and then you move on, right? Like you're not going to have to talk to them ever again because <laughs> they said no. But, uh, yeah, I would just definitely recommend reaching out and asking for help. Thank you for being such a guide and mentor. It really means a lot to so many students who are not really sure what to do. And thank you so much for offering this very valuable advice. Those are all of the questions we have for you today, Neha. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your time, knowledge, and experience with us. Once again, be sure to check out Neha on her social media accounts and also be sure to download her awesome app, Just Drive. Her app is a great incentive for safe driving. And seriously though, Just Drive. 
Thank y'all so much. This was so much fun. And I, and I loved getting to know y'all and talking about Just Drive a bit more. Same here. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out and follow our Instagram at the Career Quest Podcast underscore. And please leave a review on all platforms. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss upcoming episodes. And as always, thank you for being our guest and joining us on this career quest. Bye, everyone. Thank you.